hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to uh, Hampton for Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. What a mouthful. I am here today with a very special guest. I want to call you Simon Hart, but I'm not because I know nobody knows you as Simon. <laughs> Cy Hart. Hello, Cy. Hello. Lovely to be here. Thanks for the invite. Amazing for you to be here. Um, okay, so you <laughs> you came at me with two stories, didn't you? What were those I two did. stories to talk about? They were um, Nightmare of Eden mm. and nice. the story that we're going to do this evening, The Leisure Hive. The Leisure Hive. And how old were you when you first watched that? I was five. So, I haven't been five for very long, so and I've been watching <laughs> Doctor Who for a year at this point as well. So, like, if you were four watching season 17... Was a lot of that going in, or...? It's difficult to say right now. So thinking back, it's all lots of images from the stories that stayed with me. So the Mervellan ship burying itself in the ground oh, is the yeah. first memory yeah. I have of Doctor Who, and Davros coming back to life, and Scarif pulling off his, his face and revealing a monster underneath. It's a pretty and, memorable imagery, yeah. isn't there, in season 17? Yeah, and... The Doctor and Romana and K9 walking down that tunnel in space in the mm. haunts of Nymon, things like that. So it was more sort of images, but there was something about Tom's Doctor that really grabbed me. And I think season 17 is a great, great season to oh, jump on with if yeah. you're a small child. It's funny and as well, I, isn't it? It's charming, yeah, it's colourful. And I instantly loved Lala Ward as Romana oh, and she's really? still my favourite companion and but the thing that I loved most about Doctor Who for my early years was K9 I absolutely oh. adored K9 so obviously there's going to be a few tears in about five minutes oh I so. know he goes through no, hell in season 18 doesn't he he does but if there was ever an endorsement for that decision to bring in the robot dog which I also love there speaks a four-year-old child that absolutely adored him. Absolutely. So Christmas 1980, I got my talking canine, and that oh. was the best toy I had as a kid. Do you I still have it? String. I, I had him on, yeah, I've still got the shell of him. There's not much of him oh, left. He doesn't amazing. talk. But he used to cut, he was on a piece of string, and I used to pull him behind me and we'd go off on adventures together. Oh, stop it. You're breaking my heart here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're no stranger to podcasting. I know, well, we spoke about this a minute ago. So where else can people find you? Should If they enjoyed this, where else can they find you podcasting? Okay, well, you can find me on selected episodes of the Track 1 podcast, um, and you can find them on Twitter. So I've done things on um, a few big finished releases, some books and things like that. But I'm also um, a regular writer for a website called We Are Cult. So I've done many reviews and articles for them as well. Terrific website um, as well. That, that's been going, yeah. what, about two years now, We Are Cult? Oh, even, uh, I think it's getting on for five. Is it really? Year. So, God, yeah, it's a long time. goes so quick. Um, okay, so if somebody was going to go and read uh, one article that you'd written, recommend one right now. Um, wow. Um, I've written so many. <laughs> it's difficult to remember which one. Um I did a one of my favourite things I did was um, tribute to Paul Darrow when he died. Oh, fab. 
which was lovely. Um, that was a good one. Um, also did a tribute to Dudley Simpson, sort of um, looking at his best scores across his TV work. And um, what else? And my article about Abba the Visitors, <laughs> the, their last album was one I was really proud of. Oh, amazing. So that's quite a, so, an eclectic yeah, bunch Yeah, quite there. eclectic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Paul Darrow, Dudley Simpson, Abba. I mean, there's a lot of, gra- there's a yeah. lot of ground to cover you there. You can tell it? a lot about me from this. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak, I mean, I know how hard that must be because speaking of someone who's written, I think I've written about two and a half thousand reviews now. So if someone <laughs> said to me, Joe, choose one review to record, I'll be like, oh, yeah. fuck. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, which one's my baby? It's yeah. difficult, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. So well done in choosing one from, from your work there. Um, I am queued up and ready to go if you are. Me too. I don't know what queued up means. I'm paused and ready to go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll count us in then in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Here we go. So, okay, you would have seen season 17 with the old title sequence. Yes. Now aged five, the 80s has just smacked you in the face. (laughs) It has. It's just burst onto the screen. Although, didn't you say that you saw a trailer for this? Yeah, um, that was the moment that tipped me over um, forever into a being a fan. So, um, yeah, I didn't know Doctor Who was coming back. And after this particular morning swap shop, there was a trailer for the story that just etched itself into my head. So I think there were, you could see the image of Pangol with his head coming off his body. Uh-huh. I'm doing all the actions. You can't yeah, see no, that. It's incredible that. though. Keep going. Uh, it's for my benefit. And uh, I've never seen anything sort of quite like that. And a green claw and just these glimpses of really exciting beings. For a five-year-old, it. it must be incredibly so enticing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This... Looking back, because the trailer's on the Blu-ray, and it's not the most exciting trailer in the whole world. Okay. But I'm going to go and watch it after this. Yeah, it brings back lots of memories for me. So we're on Brighton Beach. Yes. Well, this is a bit notorious, isn't it? Did you ever listen to the commentary of this? Where Christopher H. Bidmead is not happy about this long pan across... Brighton no, Beach. And bizarrely, Lana Ward is. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have expected, so she's quite contrary. So. Oh, I think it's the most contentious commentary of all of the commentaries. Yeah, definitely. Because I think um, Lana Ward There's... and Chris Rage Bidmead have very different ideas about how Doctor Who works. Yeah. I think Lana preferred, well, I think it's very obvious that Lana preferred Douglas. the approach of her yeah. first year. Yeah. And didn't like it appealing to fourteen-year-old nerds, as she says. <laughs> so. Or five-year-old ones. Yes, but I think I think as a mission statement, no, as a mission statement for like the new era, it's a fairly bold thing to have two minutes panning across a beach. Yeah, with snoring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lovely new TARDIS. Look at that. <laughs> That's just wow. Okay, so I. I actually live in in Eastbourne, so I'm just oh, outside right. okay. of Brighton. So yeah, so this is mm-hmm. this is like kind of my home turf. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, poor old K9. <laughs> Unfortunately, on the Blu-ray, you can see the obvious wire pulling yeah. him along. Which... It's kind of white, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Now look, why does she do this, poor K9? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> 
he doesn't deserve this. The music oh, as well. I was well. very upset about this when I saw it the first time. And then you don't see him again, do you, for the rest of the story? No, and that, yeah, I was convinced that was it. He was done. Do you see how... It was quite reassuring in Megalos to see him on the stand being repaired. Oh, that's so... right. Well, he gets repaired a lot this season, doesn't he? He gets his yes. head knocked off in full circle. Yeah, batteries run down all the time. He's abused then... terribly in Warrior's yeah. Gate, isn't he? He's like thrown across the yeah. set. Kicked by General Grugger, <laughs> the whole lot. Poor thing. I'm going to do the job if I can kick the dog. <laughs> I don't think JNT was keen, was he? No. I seem to I remember it. Oh, which one's that? What? I can't get everything right. Can I see what a defence is wrong? <laughs> oh, see, look at Tom here, and everyone says, oh, he's really aged between Horns of Nymon and Leisure High, but I don't think it's true. He looks really good here. I can't see it in this story. In some of the later stories in season no, 18. I think... Yeah, once his illness kicks in, yeah. and he he's definitely aged by the end of the season. But in this story, he's he's looking pretty much as he was in Sharda. And gorgeous in that new costume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they all are. I That's my favourite Lana Ward costume. I think she looks magnificent in this story. As a sailor boy. Yeah, it's just lovely, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I had a long conversation with somebody the other day about her in that uh, school uniform in City of Death. Mm -hmm. This is far more appropriate. Yeah, I, this is yeah, this is much yeah. I think this is much better, and it really suits her. Okay, so I mean, this this plan out of the beach, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There's really nothing like this in season seventeen, is it? Like immediately, no. visually, this is more impressive. It's yeah, it's such a huge step up, and it's so clever. They've never ever done anything in Doctor Who really like this trying to show like a it transition why quite, quite work how how they want it but it's yeah i always I applaud i applaud an ambitious failure though over Absolutely. not not really trying giving this everything to make it really visually impressive well you've got to think if he'd had like i don't know double triple the budget what he could have achieved yeah because he clearly had the imagination absolutely i mean he's he's filming doctor who the way that modern Doctor Who is filmed, yeah. single camera yeah. against a BBC that's really against him and he's run out of time and money. But visually, this, yeah, he could have done a new series episode with no no bother, I think. Like, I think um, these sets, they're not, like, especially a step up from the previous season, but the way they're shot... Yeah, that's they... what makes the difference. Yeah. And they give them all ceilings. You never get ceilings. Uh, I have sit, on my other podcast, and I'll be me and Jack do ceiling watch. So whenever we see a ceiling, we do a shout out for it. <laughs> Destiny of the There's Daleks. Destiny of the Daleks has the most ceilings that we've seen on record. Oh wow! Okay, yes, because it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a lot of shooting up in that story. Mm -hmm. I think they're quite dirty, but they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you've got... Um, he's not in it for very long, so let's talk about him. Um, mm -hmm. Is it Lawrence Payne? It is, yeah, playing Morix. And he was in... I know he's in The Two Doctors. Yeah, as... and he was in everyone's favourite, The Gunfighters. <gasps> I love The Gunfighters. Yeah, because he comes in at the end and steals oh. the show from everyone as um, 
Johnny Ringo. The hottest cowboy in town. He is mm -hmm. crazy hot in that story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's he's good That's here, good. isn't he? Like he is quite a yeah, understated performance. Yeah, he's not giving it everything, but he's he's very um what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of mature and dignified. Dignified is the word, yeah. I suppose I he, believe he, he, can, he can't go too over well. the top because he's dying, isn't he? So he's yeah. dying. <laughs> yeah, we just wait for his seeds to drop. Oh, that's. Oh, I think that's so cute. That's such a, a, a like um, a memorable idea. Of just yeah, the bubbles falling off. Okay, so what do you think about Argolis and the Argolins in general? Well, I have to say, the Leisure Hive wouldn't be the first place I'd want to go on holiday. No. <laughs> it's quite dull, <laughs> and all those where they're talking about the other planets where there's robotic gladiatorial games yeah. and all sorts it sounds far more exciting but i mean the actual planet is really well done with the sand and the changing yeah. colors through all the windows and things like that i think they they've created quite a a good world here there's there's some really good model work isn't there kind of uh spinning yeah. around the model uh, of the the leisure hive I think mm -hmm. there's one scene later, I could be mistaken, where it kind of goes through a window, so it kind of yeah, zooms in on the leisure hive. Oh, and yeah. I missed that. Oh, there you go. I'm, I think I'm, we've just talked over that. But yeah, I, again, it's those kind of directorial touches that make this something out of the ordinary. Oh, here you go. If you want an arch performance, just look at this man here, Brock. <laughs> here I am at last. Last. <laughs> <laughs> he's more, and I love it later on he's when they a, use hair. He's got his a hair's all crimped. He's got amazing hair. His hair's all crimped, uh, like everyone in 1980. It's really bizarre. This is, this is back when you could get a haircut, sorry. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the state of mind. I love it later on when they give his voice to the Formasi. He's like, "You mentioned Formasi." Yeah, <laughs> Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. but in a way i'm oh, it's awful to say i'm pleased laura's pain is written out because uh mina who comes in she's just terrific oh yeah adrian cory is is fantastic and one again one of the great unsung um guest stars in doctor who you never see her mentioned but I think she gives a fabulous performance, as we'll we'll see as we go along. Well, particularly you, as she ages. Do you think if this had been written and broadcast in season seventeen, all these performances would be very arch and and over the oh, top? Definitely, it would have been a whole lot bigger. <laughs> I think. Oh, here we go. Look, uh, anti gravity. Uh, yeah, look at that. I mean, you don't get images like that any anywhere else. And I don't think he stops that, that, stops pushing the imagery, does he? He like throughout no. is. I think that was a new effect as well, wasn't it? Of the camera moving yeah, whilst the target. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no one had ever done that before. Gosh, okay. I, I said this the other day, and I'm going to say it again. Lala Ward is so beautiful. <laughs> She's such a beautiful she woman. Really yeah, and she always looks so brilliant, even when they put her in a grey maternity dress in Nightmare of Eden. Oh, yeah, she still looks fabulous then. There was this wonderful um, special feature talking about Romana's costumes, where they yeah. made mm -hmm. modern-day 
uh, young ladies look at her costumes and they looked mm -hmm. at that grey maternity dress and were like, yeah, no, I would not wear that. <laughs> no, there's obviously no budget this week for that one. <laughs> but do you think, okay, do you think she's a uh, second lead or do you think she's Definitely. the Doctor's companion? I think, particularly in this story, as we'll see in part four and in The Haunts of Nymon, I think she's the Doctor. They're letting Tom do his Tom bit. So in Nymon particularly, he's just clowning around and doing his thing. And in this one, because they've aged him, yeah. she gets to do the confrontation with the villain. Mm -hmm. And I think this is this is our first glimpse of what a female Doctor would and could be. I think she's so, so absolutely brilliant. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. And I think it's stuck under the radar, but she is really carrying a whole lot of the story she's doing the science experiment she's doing um as i said um confronting pangle at the end and yeah, yeah, she's she's, she's terrific when she does that isn't she like when she when yeah. lala ward gets a strop on it's amazing <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so what's going on oh okay we're heading outside the hive yeah now this is this is one of those scenes that's that's nicely directed but I had no idea what was going on for years after watching this. But you know, like you see, it's, it's all pans and fades. Mm -hmm. And I think if this was season 17, it would just be a long shot. The camera yeah. would be fixed and it would just be the. the, the pan let, across the, yeah. Let's be honest, the, the less yeah. than convincing for Marcy costume in full, like yeah. lit, really light, and digging their way in. But look at it. Uh, that, that's one of those images that just stayed in my head. Just this what, what, the floating this head, head yeah. around in the street and talking. It's just, you don't get that in any other shows. You don't get that in Star Trek. I think we forget as well, you know, as we grow up, we forget how this um, like inspired us as kids. And, yeah, and, and what we enjoyed about it then. Like, we're so busy picking holes in plots and things like that that. It's easy to forget that this was just magic when yeah. you're young. You just get swept along with it. Mm. And I love the way you don't see the whole Famazi for ages. You just see little bits. And so your imagination is trying to picture what, what's what going you're on. So you've yeah. seen a claw, you've seen an eye, you've seen a shadow. And it's that classic that classic I... way of building up the monster, isn't it, in Doctor Who in episode yeah. one? Of, it's, uh... it's just a shame that when they don't quite live up to yeah. what you've bought them. But you know that marvelous bit in um, episode three where the masks get ripped off yes. <laughs> for the sheer balls of it. I, I applaud them. <laughs> um, they didn't even manage to do that convincingly with the Slovenians. No, so that's true. When the that's, technology yeah. moved on, sort of thirty odd years. So it's like it's like the old master rubber mask trick, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's just let's just call it a faithful old trope. Exactly. <laughs> but there's a nice there's a there's like an element of like politics to this, isn't there? Of them trying to buy out the hive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's like the backstory of the Famasi and the Argland War. So there's yeah. a there's a lot to Where, this. Yeah. yeah. Why in a sterile race is there a young Argolin? All you, these things. What's great about that is you don't actually think about that until it's pointed out and you go, no. oh, yeah. This is a great effect. 
Well, like the bleached out face. Turning, yeah, turning negative as he dies. I wouldn't mind going out that way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, go out in a stylish another Bigfoot wipe. That'd be fine. <laughs> I had that conversation the other day. I was like, so if you could go out in any Doctor Who way, what would you? And the person I was talking to said they wanted to be exterminated by a Dalek in Resurrection because it's like crazy over the top, you know? Yeah, you get a long, long death then. <laughs> I think I'd like to go out like the co-pilot from Horns of Nymon and tear the trousers. <laughs> Again, this, these shots are interesting because they're different, but it's very difficult without the Tannoy shouting Earth Shuttle arriving to work out what's going on and what yeah. you're seeing. That, I think that, that is a, quite a confusing shot, isn't it? It's not dreadfully yeah. clear what's going on. Mm -hmm. But it is inventive again. Like, you could have just yeah. had, like, some dreadful model wobbling its way down, you know? <laughs> exactly. So they're trying to do something different. And the thing that really helps make it epic, obviously, is Peter Howe. Peter oh, Howe is yes. giving this story everything. How, everything he's got. How have we got this far into part one without mentioning the I music? I know, we've missed some of his best music. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't know. I think his best in this story is that yeah that's very good i was watching this once and my other half walked in there and that i i had the tv very loud and he's like what is that racket i'm like pango's on the march he's like all right i'm gonna go and make you dinner okay but yeah i if you came on holiday here and had to sit for a lecture for an hour and a half yeah. on tachyonics, no. yeah, you've got to be a certain kind of person to want to come here. I wonder if you could put on like a, a radiation suit and walk off across the surface, because that would be quite fun. That would be cool. You know, but, well, I mean, it, this guy, he's gone to a lecture and then gets his head torn off. I know. I mean, that's quite horrific, really, isn't it? <laughs> It's quite nasty. I love the way he kind of goes up like a puppet. Really, yeah. It doesn't, yeah, again, it doesn't quite work, but you can see what they're doing. What they're trying and they're to trying do. to push yeah. the boundaries. You've got with those Quantel effects that they're using, the unfortunate thing is every time you zoom in, it degrades, doesn't it? Yeah, because the video tape's not up to it, which is such a shame. There's a fabulous shot in Warrior's Gate of the spinning coin, which looks yeah, great when yeah. it pauses, and then they go in and it degrades, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, you can always see what they're trying to do. See, but like you said very early on, it's much better when they're trying to push it as yeah, far, far as they always, can and always. take it out of the comfort zone. I, I would make so an argument people. for the dinosaurs in Invasion of the Dinosaurs because they exactly. were trying to push what they could do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's so many Doctor Who stories where the director plays it safe. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, yes Richard Martin. <laughs> oh, sorry, who did you say? Oh, Peter Moffat. Oh, for sure. Oh, Ron Jones. <laughs> no, not Ron Bay. Jones. Who am I thinking of? Yeah, yeah Ron, Ron Jones. Jones yeah. Does, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no ambition to do anything <laughs> except get this in the can which is is fine it's television they're making it quickly there's no budget but then you get all these stories in season 18 where you've got love at bitford and yeah. peter grimwade 
and Paul Joyce, Paul Joyce, where yeah. they're all pushing the boundaries in different ways. And I think it's it's, it's like season nineteen and twenty, isn't it, where that kind of rots it in a little bit of yeah flat direction. Yeah, where I've, you've got I've, to get it. I've always said, like, what what J and T could pull off with his measly budget was really impressive. Yeah, and to come in after after sort of three years of budgets being squeezed, really difficult times. Yeah, and to give the series such a boost <laughs> at this point and get two extra episodes a year is just wow. And what's really sad is. The obviously this season oh, was scheduled that again. Uh, Visitor is now dead. Sorry, that one just <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> but there are no. We talked about this earlier, didn't we? That there are funny lines in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just. Um, it's just a, it is a drier sense of humour than we've had. Yeah, exactly. And they're not letting Tom dominate everything. And I think actually in episodes three and four, where he's aged. I think that's the first time he is like seriously acting in a couple of yeah. years. He's been performing for years, but at this point, yeah, he's really acting. Not, yeah, no one sort of made him do do stuff really probably since Horror Fang Rock. Oh, there you go. So I look, you can have a little uh, glide across the anti gravity squash. Yeah, you want to do that? <laughs> that looks fun. Yeah. Must be very disorientating trying to play squash with your head. <laughs> have you ever Upside tried to play? Down. Have you ever played squash? Like squash is is traumatic enough with gravity. Exactly. But then you got yeah, look at this. You've got a really high shot mm. here over the generator room, and it feels big. It's probably a really tiny set, but they yeah. try and give it an epic scale. He's not uh, like he's not going to be limited by the constraints, is he? Love a Bigfoot. He's no. Mm-hmm. What I was saying there. Sorry. Um, it's really sad that this got scheduled against um Buck Rogers, isn't it? Yeah. Because it it, it, it dived in the ratings, and that's really sad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, other than Buck Rogers, why why it was because season seventeen. Even with the strike, even after the strike, had carried on with high figures. So, yeah, yeah, and as really as the odd. season goes on, they, those figures started to rise, didn't they? Yeah, and obviously mm-hmm. when Davison came, they exploded. Yeah, they again. rocketed again. Well, if you want to talk to anyone, you go and talk to Pete Lambert, Lambert all right? Because he was watching Buck Rogers and not Doctor Who. Yeah, I know. I've told him off about that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really this is like- fun. All this is really good, and again, these are all the images. The whole build up to this first cliffhanger was just stuck in my head. The cameras was his screen like the close up on his face. Was that on there? Oh, wow! All right, that was wow. As I'll say in a minute, like even that, that effect there, that swirly effect inside the. I'll tell you what it is. I, I, the word is effort. They're putting effort in again. Yeah, I bet. I yeah. Bet. I think. Um, yeah, so all these bits with the claw and oh, here we the go. Strange shaped bits. Oh. And yeah, here we go. I mean, that is that is very unforgettable. Right down Tom's throat. <laughs> That's just wow. I'm not saying Even a word now, about I think that. that, that... <laughs> <laughs> but even now that still looks good and yeah. the, 
yeah, that's just really I, well paced. I can imagine someone watching this now and going, shite, I need to see episode two. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want a good cliffhanger to do. And David Fisher always wrote good cliffhangers. Mm. It is it is such a oh, yeah. dramatic shift from season seventeen, isn't it? <laughs> this. Oh yeah, incredible. Although what I find strange is then you go and watch Megloss, and I feel like Megloss is a bit of a throwback. <laughs> yeah, you're right back. Yeah, there, yes. With these like pantomime performances and mm-hmm. uh, silly science. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this is a bold start. Oh, Barry Letts. I forgot he was. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. See, yeah, he... still, see, there's still loads to talk about yet. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't you worry. We've got three episodes to go and we'll be back yeah. very soon.